everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Confession. We sometimes have a discussion before we begin recording. We've decided to call RZ Weekly Uncut. So if you send us a check for $10,000 and a promise not to share with anyone, we'll be happy to send you the Zoom recording of RZ Weekly Uncut of what all of us really think. Because this time we're going to discuss on the returns to show <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Okay. So um, uh, we're going to discuss the sensitive topic of returning to show, but from a very speci specific perspective. I read an article in the forward, but it didn't start with this, where a rabbi in Los Angeles uh, explained how they were going back. Even though it's against the governor's, uh, the governor's uh, uh, commandment, he says, well, the federal government is against Mutar, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But in the end, he said that he's going to be, he's an older man, he said, I'm going to be upstairs in the Ezra Nashim. I'll be upstairs in the, in the, in the women's section. Because he's 65, he plans to sit in the upstairs balcony. In what was the women's section? Women who do not have the same communal prayer obligation as men will not be permitted to attend. This is a this is a hot button topic because um, in addition because there was a Facebook post by uh, by Rabbi Brody I think it was a very very uh, copy Facebook post by Rabbi um, 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 Miles I think it's Miles Brody what is what's his uh, Shlomo, Jewish name Shlomo, Shlomo. Shlomo Brody a very respected uh, intellectual who wrote don't open your shul if you don't have space for women and it raises a really interesting point et chata'enu animazkir in our in our side we talked about last week about having, uh, not having place for women on our street. Molly mentioned how there was place when they had their backyard minyanim, but this issue of women's place in shul is very sensitive. Does the fact that women have less of a chiyuv, and I'm saying that with air quotes because we're going to discuss this, do women have less of a chiyuv than men to daven? And should shuls uh, take that into account? And finally, if there isn't space for both men and women, should shuls not open? So first we're going to have to get the facts. And for the facts, we don't turn to me or Molly, we turn to Johnny. Johnny, tell us about the facts. Is there an obligation for men to dive in an opinion? And then, and then I, I, I'll posit that women are not obligated, but I want to know the other way. Do men have to go to shul, or they just should go to shul? Okay, um, thank you very, very much for the entertaining introduction, and good evening or morning to... Seriously, $10,000? <laughs> and uh, we'll send you the recording. You could just do something like $10 subscription for me, that would be a lot more reasonable, and you'd make a lot more money that way. $10, nobody would die. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, Three Jewish... Three Jewish educators talking about making money. We don't talk about money on the, on RZ Uncut. We never talk about money. There's, okay, Johnny, go ahead. Chazal <laughs> um, speak about the ma'alot, about the qualities, the spiritual qualities of davening b'tzibur, which they define uh, in terms of a, a, a tzibur as being a, a minyan of 10 people. And that's learned from on, from the Pasuk Mikdashti, Patok Bnei Yisrael, and Chazal bring that from the story of the Meraglim. Uh, and so, a tzibur davening together is considered to generate a certain sense of etratzon, a certain sense of divine grace of sorts, uh, and that also enables certain prayers to be recited that absent of, the, of that tzibur, absent of that uh, of that minyan, cannot be said. We call those Dvarim Shubh uh, and that includes um, Kaddish and Baruch and, and all sorts of different things. Nevertheless, there is significant debates as to 
notwithstanding the quality uh, or opportunities generated by having a minyan, to what extent is, let's start off with a man, obliged to, uh, to join a minyan. Some people speak about it in terms of being a chiyuv, a duty, an absolute requirement of Moshe Feinstein, the Aruch HaShulchan, others speak about it in terms of being a mitzvah, the Rabbanan. Wait, Johnny, who says it's a chiyuv? I'm curious, who, who writes it as a chiyuv? Well, Moshe Feinstein speaks in the language of chiyuv and all, in, a, in a variety, well, in, in certainly one shuva that I'm familiar with, Aruch HaShulchan too. I'm happy to share Ma'arim HaMakomot. Uh, this is a topic that I'd looked at previously. I, I mentioned just beforehand, I recently... Uh, purchased a, a volume of response by Rav Shai Witzman, as it happens, has a great tshuva uh, discussing, Gedem Tefillah B'Minyan. Others talk about it in terms of it being a mitzvah, uh, some kind, uh, whether that be a mitzvah de oraita, uh, others would categorize it as a mitzvah de rabbanan. Uh, nevertheless, when it comes down to codifying the duty, uh, words, softer words are employed. So in the Shulchan Aruch, we're told in Orachim Simitzadi, Yishtadel Adam Yitpaled Bet HaKneset Imatzibor. A person should endeavor to do so. That's based on a Gman Brachot. Wherever Nachman couldn't come to school, to shul, he was unable to, he was unwell. And they talked about whether they should arrange a special minion. He said, no, that would be too much of a tircha. So what we have in the classical sources is a recognition that there is a certain nuclear group of people understood by the rabbis, admittedly, as a group of men which enables certain prayers to be recited. We call that minyan. We do talk about certain uh, benefits, if not some form of obligation in joining into that. But nevertheless, that's counterbalanced with the reality, reality of needs of people, of, of possibilities of people reaching synagogue, impossibilities of doing so. Chazal used certain geographic measures in terms of saying, you know, if the shul is this close, then that's certainly something you should endeavor to do. And if it's beyond that, then that'll be understandable. And to say the Lashon of Yishtadel is used, is to say that's something a person should try and do. When you say a person, Johnny, you mean yes. a man? Or do you mean a person? So, based on what I said, given that we talk about minyan in relation to men, again, say we, I'm talking primarily, you know, from a orthodox perspective from the classic rabbinic uh, literature, uh, what I'm referring here to is men. When it comes down to women and minyan, the general tone of uh, both classic and contemporary authorities would say, while a woman who goes to a shul has a benefit and opportunity to hear uh, these sanctified prayers, able to hear um, and respond to Birkat Kohanim, able to hear extra certain readings, the Lashon Chiyuv, the language of obligation, is not used with reference to women. But it's not used for men either. I'm asking you, Yishtadel Adam. I mean, what, Correct. Should that Yishtadel Adam apply? Should a woman make an ad? Should she try to hear Torah reading? So, so let let me cl clarify the way I understand it. You know, obviously our listeners can feel free to to uh, give us further insights. Yishtadel, I think, is a term describing both some form of obligation, which, as I say, there are differences of opinion. While there's a recognition that sometimes people can. Uh, be limited both because of Paranasan and not able to get there. So Yishtadel is, notwithstanding the fact there is some kind of obligation, recognizing that so, to use Lashon Chiyuv as an absolute obligation in all people 
seems to be a harsh language and also it's very very broad as I say there's different uh, uh, different opinions to whether it is uh, a mitzvah or it's a chiyuv or, or to what level would it be a again but you're not you're not well, answering my question when the when the chazal say that a person's end prayers are never rejected in the context of a community that's what they say correct why would that not apply equally to women as to men uh, now, I, I will posit to you that they weren't talking about women. I, I, that's obvious. They, they, you know, they weren't thinking about that. But I'm asking us. Like, should it? First and foremost, I, I think one has to be careful that, you know, notwithstanding my clunky representation of a halachic topic, wasn't clunky at all. It was great. About, I don't no, 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 no. When, when you speak about esoteric questions of of Tfilot being uh, heard and answered, and this is, I mean, when Moshe discusses this, but nevertheless, I certainly that's, I think, above our pay grade, and oftentimes, very, very few poskim necessarily measure how do you know whose prayers are going to be answered in which context. I agree, Chazal speak about it that way, but it's hard for me to make a comment as to who would make that cut or not. But nevertheless, I think the word, the Lashon which you asked me, is a counterbalancing word in relation to the existing Chiyuvim, whereas in relation to women, since there's no Chiyuv, that language doesn't, isn't used at all. So as a result of that, various Boskin would say, if a woman goes to Shul, that's a worthy thing to do, that's wonderful, but Chazal was never Gozel, they never decreed that that should be something that, uh, that should be uh, as, an, as part of the remit of Chiyuv or even a certain sense of duty on any level on, a, on account of a woman. Some people would say for sociological reasons, others may have other arguments. Obviously, that's a, that's a matter of... So this is my question. That's exactly my question. First of all, as we're, as we're talking here, I, I saw a Chabad, I like searched search for obligation to create a minion, and they quote the following story. Uh, this is from Yalkut Me'am Lois, he says, an elderly woman came to Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafna and said, I'm old. I want to. I want to die. So he says, "Well, what mitzvah do you do every day?" She says, "I go to shul, and even if it means I leave an enjoyable activity, I go early to shul." She says, "Stop going to shul for three days," and she died. And thus, we see that praying in a shul is a segula for long life. Older woman, really interesting, very fascinating. I didn't even oh, notice that. I, I, I quoted that Makar many, many months ago in my shir on Mishli. Nevertheless, <laughs> seems pretty encouraging for women to go to shul, if you ask me. But anyway. Um, I think we might have lost Johnny for a second. Wait, so, yeah. yeah. So while we're waiting for it to come back, um, Ma Molly, I would, I, I would, my, the reason where I'm going, you know, is obvious. Why in the world? I don't see logically. We live in a time where we believe in the advancement of women spiritually, that they should be encouraged to study. They should be encouraged to be a part of, of the broader Jewish community. They should have leadership positions, spiritual leadership positions, not revenue, but whatever. Okay. Yes, that being said, a, oh well, however you want to call it. Run. Why would I not apply the yishtadel? Not smicha, right? There's no. That being said, why would I not say the, the exhortation to take part in the benefit in communal prayer should be extended to women just as it is to men? That's what you're asking me. Yes. Well, you don't oh. like that question? No, I like that question. I just uh, don't want to get into trouble because there are two questions here, right? One is like. Hold on, let me just. Uh, one, one is this, the question of like shuls opening up and should they make room for women or not make room for women, which is its own question. And then there's a second question you're asking me, which is um, why should we not rate, like, should we, well, you say it again. You're not. Should we not, why should we not apply? There's, I would call it an exhortation. Okay. Not a, not a, an obligation. Men are not obligated. Johnny said, well, good, this one says this one says that. Okay. Shulchanach said, yishtadel agam. 
Right. My mother said you have to go to shul. My mother said you have to go to shul. She never told me that I didn't really have to go. My rabbis never told me. Okay. So you're asking why, if at all, should we make a difference between the way we um, relate to our daughters going to shul and the way we relate to our sons going to shul? Our our background is corona. Women are not obligated. Women are not obligated. So therefore, we don't have to make them. Therefore, we have to save the spots for the men. And I'm saying, excuse me, you're withholding. Hold on. Let me just finish the question. I'll let you know. Well, you're withholding important benefits to women. What right. right do you have to do that? Once you have a minion, what right do you have to decide, men or women? Fine. Okay. So those are again, those are two different questions. Johnny's back. The first, yeah, yeah. the first question you're asking is, if you have a limitation of the amount of people that you're allowed to come to shul, right? Should it be obvious to you that you should allow those places to go either all to men or in the vast majority to men, right? Or should you go in the opposite direction and say, no, we should make it half and half because there's absolutely no reason why a woman should give up a spot for a Right? And those are, let's say, the two, wait, wait. Those are the Leave two that on the side. As, answer the first question, the second question. First. Okay, but one okay. second. But I want to say that when it comes to the first question, um, I, 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 I really do understand the position that says, um, as a community, right, if we want to maximize communal involvement, leaving aside the question of chiyuv, then we have to make space for the women to, to participate in the community experience. And therefore, we have to make, we can't just open up our shoals to men only. I have a lot of, uh, I, I agree with that position, basically, right? At the same time, I do want to say, to be fair, and this is maybe because of the sick thing I'm going to say, if there's a community that can op- only open up for, uh, my husband just asked me this, he said, he was pushing me, he's like, well, if they can only open up for 10, I'm like, well, if they, obviously, if they can only open up for 10, they can't have a minion without 10 men. He's like, well, what if they can only op- open up for 13? And they say they want to give it to the men, because the men, I, I don't know if it would bother me so much. He said, well, what if the woman has to say Kaddish? Right, so then, then I would say, well, maybe then that woman should be allowed to stay Kaddish because she has a special reason to stay Kaddish. So now you're already putting me in a position where I'm saying each community gets to decide based on its particular needs, based on its particular sensitivities, based on the um, communal norms of the women in its community, and not just the norms, but maybe what those women want. I feel like every community has a right to decide for themselves how they want to manage issues such as how much space to make for women i obviously would lean on the side of um of certainly maximizing space for women in show but that's not what right meaning making sure that there is room for women to come to show but that's not what All right, let's get corona on the side go back to the acronym okay 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 so the acronym thing so i'm gonna get in trouble that's why i'm kind of dancing around because i don't really want to answer your question that's why you're stalling <laughs> But I, okay, this is, first of all, I, I feel like, can I, do I have to establish my feminist bona fides? Or can I, no, you're good. Anybody listening? Good, in anybody city? listening? Read Megillah, dance with the Sefer Torah, give the first cheer and show for, you know, by women in front of the entire community. Like, it's okay. Yeah, don't, I, I okay, there. <laughs> I can make a little short clip of Molly, like, by my feminist bona fides. <laughs> there we go. Can now, I can now officially be part of the feminist. Uh, the, the <laughs> You're in. Okay, good. Okay. All of that being said, okay, um, this is how I think about issues of women in Judaism and women in halacha, okay? Um, I think about it through the prism, and this is how I teach it to my students always, um, the prism of the Akedah Yitzchak about um, the names Isha and Chava, which, by the way, have a parallel for men, but let me, direct, let me start by talking about women. He says women have two names. Um, one is Isha and one is Chava, okay? Isha, the name Isha is the parallel to Ish, right? Women and men share common humanity. They have, the, and the Yitzhak actually goes through, they have the same 
um, mental capacities. They have the same spiritual capacities, right? There are, there, there, there are things about being human that are common to men and to women, right? And so that for me is where, is where like, um, I feel like when it does come to issues of feminism, it's like if you're denying me something that's valuable to my universal human experience because you're, you're kind of just putting me in this gender role of woman, that's when I get upset, right? Which is kind of would be what you're saying, right? You're saying, well, if the assumption of Chazal is that davening is the better way for all people to daven, then shouldn't that be true for women also? Which is a good argument. Okay, so I'm going to have to... Right. I haven't even said it yet. You, you already made my argument. That's going to be your argument, right? <laughs> However... Wait, I'm not going to let you put words in my mouth. It's just like, okay, let me, I'll make my argument. <laughs> I think we might argue such a thing. But we'll the question of that. I, I definitely believe that, like, there are commonalities between men and women that have to do with their shared humanity. And I get mad when I'm told that because I'm a woman, I can't avail myself of opportunities that are that will enrich my either intellectual or my spiritual experience because I'm being put in a purely female lane and not in a human lane. That being said, I think that Judaism also believes there's an element of my um, experience of myself that is specifically gendered. I am a female. And by the way, Yekira Yitzchak also refers to a man. He says the same thing is true of a man, um, which, is in, which is interesting. He has, doesn't elaborate there, but he does, he does bring that in. And there are, there are going to be parts of my life that are going to be um, experienced through the unique lens of my femininity. Okay? Now, the halacha has decided, or had decided, and I think continues to decide, that it believes that that is true. That there are elements of our experience that, that, that are not just our shared humanity, but there are elements that are uniquely female and uniquely male, biologically. And therefore, the halacha um, has different rules when it comes to men and to women. Fair enough? Okay. So what I always say about issues of women in Judaism is, if what you are going to do is enable me to maximize my avodat Hashem, right, then great. But if you are going to start pulling the gender card on me to minimize my avodat Hashem, that's where I'm going to have to like, right, meaning I'm going to say it differently because that, that sounded like negative and angry. I would like, right, to be able to use that prism to maximize my avodat Hashem, okay? Therefore, when it comes to an area where I'm not formally obligated, right? Now, you might say this may be true of men also, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but let's say I'm not formally obligated to go to shul. And I tell you, my Avodah Hashem is maximized by not going to shul, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with me availing myself of the opportunity that's given to me by the gendered nature of the halachic system that says to me, you know what, for whatever reason we decided that, that like, women and tefillah falls into, into a different category. We decided you don't make a papa, you, you can't make a minion, right? Because we can't obligate you in shul. Probably, and again, I don't know, J Johnny will tell me halakhically whether this hangs together, but my assumption is because it has something to do with, I mean, again, I know that the drush is on, you know, which was 10 men and not a woman, but my assumption is that women are not obligated, I don't know, are they not obligated in tefillah because it's a mitzvah to say shazan karma? Is that a technically correct thing to say? That's a machloket, machloket, you're right. But clearly, like, right, there's some there's some sense that we can't obligate a woman to, to, to like, some say even daven formally, I don't believe that I think that women should be davening formally two if not three times a day. Um, but the point is, if we're going to somehow say that her tefillah experience is going to be different from a male experience because of the gendered reality of 
of humanity, then like at least let me at least let me take advantage. If I'm going to say to you, Ruby, that my spiritual experience is better if I don't daven with a minion, right? So then let me not daven with a minion, right? And, and you'll say to me, so maybe we should let men not daven with a minion if they have that same mindset, maybe, right? I mean, this is a great conversation I'm having with myself. Go ahead. Right, Go ahead. exactly, exactly. Uh, the same <laughs> way I might say, right? The, right. Um, I, I, want, I want to just say two stories, then I'll let No, wait, I, I answer my argument to myself. Yeah, so okay. Okay, so just two stories, right? One story... No, 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 about the men. I was like, what about men? If a man would come to you and say... Right. Okay. Listen, so I, I, okay, I, by so the way, I've had this experience. Listen, I mean, right. I, I really don't find it enriching going to show right now, right. and I, I would like to pray at home. What right. do you think? So I'd say that's really interesting. I'd say the same way, I think that, like, instead of pushing all... Meaning, I, I, I use the same, excuse me, the same language, let's say, for example, about women and Talmud Torah, like women and, let's say, Gemara, right? So I'd say don't close the Gemara to women. There's no reason why you can't allow women to learn Gemara. The same way, there's no reason you shouldn't allow women to come to show. One second. You're not answering my question. But, wait, I will answer your question. But does that mean that, like, if a woman says, right, and again, I told you before, this happened to me, right? When the big push, women are all going to learn Talmud in the future, blah, blah, blah. And I actually enjoy learning Talmud, and I do, do, do and did learn Talmud. Right? So I'm like, why are you pushing me? Like, why is my only option? This is when like they started they were thinking, this is years before GPATS opened, but they were thinking of like an advanced learning program for women. It was obvious to everybody that was gonna be in Gemara, right? And it's true also in Israel, all the people was obvious to everybody that told me Toshop. I'm like, where's my advanced program? In now, then that actually isn't Tanakh, but where's my advanced program, Machshev Yisrael? Right? They had one. That would be a very Jewish philosophy. They had Machshev Yisrael. Where? The, outside of an academic um, institution? In Stern? 90, an advanced program just for women, right? I don't know. Whatever. Right. Because well, obviously it's going to be Gemara, because that's the pages of the Gemara were closed to women for so many years, so obviously that's we're going to open up to them. No, that's not why, because that's advanced learning. There is no advanced. Oh, like, you go to Yeshiva. Oh. Exactly, right. So that's my exact point, which is you're going to say to me because that's the model of what Talmud Torah should be, right? And and I'm going to say that's fabulous. But can't I say as a woman that I'll learn a certain amount of Gemara, right? I'll learn a certain amount of Talmud, I'll learn a certain amount of Torah, however you want to say it, but I'd rather spend my life in Machshevet Yisrael. So can you just give me that permission instead of putting me one second into the male lane? Then you'll say, well, what about a male? And I'll say, exactly, right? There's a, right now, there's a big movement among yeshivas to say, maybe we should be kind of managing the, um, the, 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 the um, curriculum so that, there's, so that we're adding other things in. And it's, and, and you see what I'm saying? Now, that doesn't mean that we should totally change the whole system. But what I'm saying- I gotta, I gotta stop, because you still haven't answered my question. Okay. Which is, Which is, do you agree that if a man came to you and said, listen, I don't really get much out of davening for the minion. I, I want to stay home. Can I stay home? Not can I. Would you recommend that I should follow my conscience right. and stay home? So I have the, the, the kind of sneer um, to say, listen, the way the, the way the halachic, and I think Johnny's right, sociologically, orthodoxy is set up right now. I think that like part of, it's a linchpin of, of like, being part of the halachic world is that men go to shul. How do you navigate that with your own personal vodas Hashem? It's a great question. Let's have a longer conversation about it. Maybe talk, speak about it with some rabbis. Speak about it with your rosh yeshiva. It's, and like the broader sociological, will things shift and change? That'll leave to the universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see what happens in 15. So tachlis, your son says it. The answer is. I say, listen, because the halachic slash sociological bent of religion as it is today. Seems to seems to no, but it's a very serious argument for me. Also, like I trust halacha as, as the way it developed. I trust that it knows more than I do. 
And if it really, if, if for thousands of years men have gone to show, like it or not, and that's been how it's worked, and that's been like, I don't, I don't like to unplug. So if for thousands of years men have learned Gemara, like it or not, and it's been close maybe, to women, uh-huh. maybe it should be close to no, women. Does that, no, that's where I don't agree with you. For, for thousands of years, uh, uh, Talmud study has been a linchpin of the system of, of, of what serious learning is. I also don't think we should un- pull that plug out either. I think we should still have very serious talk. No, no, I'm saying, but we should open it to women because it's women did not. No, we should open it to women. But so you're talking double speak. So this is where you disagree with me. What I'm saying is here's where I'm lucky as a woman. You're right, Ruby. Here's where I'm lucky. Because, because you're, you're like, you're like pulling rank. You're pulling womanish. I am. Pulling, I'm pulling rank. Because I've been disenfranchised for so long, now that you're letting me back in, maybe I'm going to like take advantage of the fact that I have a little more flexibility and maybe I'm going to do it a different way. And maybe so here's what I see, because I've given you a lot of... What I see, I really honestly, I don't understand. The Torah says a person should try to be part of davening. We all agree that there's benefits to being part of a minion. There's there's certain you'll hear Torah, you'll hear the Torah reading, you'll hear, you'll hear Bichat Kohanim. There's all these halakhic opportunities, and we rightly say, okay, I can't force you to go, but you really should go, because it's, okay, it's, no, 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 it's a very good thing. No, so I'm saying to myself... If, okay, One let me second. Finish, let me finish. The, the benefit is of the hearing, not of the no, participating. No, no, no. I'm not doing half the Irrelevant. 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 Okay, okay. Sorry. No, because you're pointing at you. Halakhically irrelevant. You no, are no, answering. No. You are part of the davening. You're part. No, you're definitely part of the zibur. Because you're saying, come and do something as a second-class citizen, and like I want to obligate you the same way I obligate a first-class. So that I shouldn't have to stay for birchah kohenim because I can never do it. I'm just saying, but it, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. You already know it because we had it in the ten thousand dollar yes. pre. But let me finish my point. My, my point is, if there's all these benefits. Right, yes. I, I understand. Obviously, if a woman wants, has like children, or she has whatever, just like a man, yeah, if he has okay. to take care of his children, to be honest, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But not, notwithstanding, my teenage daughter, you know, it's not a question. I would, I'd love to understand it. If a woman comes to me and says I have a better spiritual experience dabbing at home, let's be practically honest. The better spiritual experience is is, is her face and her pillow for most of the That's time. Not true. Oh yeah. Okay. Me, okay, so, th- so then you're assuming, wait, but then well, you'll insist, of course, that you, I, you don't have to go to davening, but you better be up and davening the same amount of time. Yeah. You know, okay. Davening Bismarck. But my, 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 my point there is... No, Bismarck, one second, he said no, no, yeah. the same amount of time you said Bismarck. You have to have the same amount of, of Kavana, let's say, right? Or take the same amount of time. You don't, you can no, but you said it's a better spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Okay. So I my point, though, is... My point, though, is... If you think that it's important for your sons and you think that it's important for men and there's all these spiritual benefits, I simply don't understand saying, well, you know, since I wasn't obligated and we never went, and sociologically, I don't think I should, I should encourage my daughters to do the same. I, 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 we've had this discussion now maybe two and a half times and I still don't get your logic. You're a very logical person, a very thoughtful person. I respect you immensely. I don't understand what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so let me try, try it one more time. So I, because I think, right, what you're saying, and this is, I'm going to tell this to Rav Ramon's story. Rav Ramon is a very big believer in women coming to show. He's you, Ruby, on this issue. And he, therefore... Yes, and he, you know, it's, and in other issues of women, it's not like he's, you know, Mr. Progressive. But when it comes to women in shul, he will chase men out of women's sections. He will not have shul in a, in a room that doesn't have a Zerat Nashim in it. He, he encourages women. He, he, so, one, so he told this following story. He got up in shul one day, and he told the girls... Right, the girls. When I say girls, I mean literally like the young girls. Right? I want you to start coming to shul. You know, because maybe it was chalamoid. It's not just the boys; it's the girls. I want any. I want to tell them what's Right? He really gave a push. 
for women coming to Minya because he's like you, Ruby. He doesn't understand why anybody would not avail themselves of the opportunity for all of those mitzvot and spiritual opportunities that Minyan affords. And he said, a girl came to him the next day, a young girl, and said to him, Harav, harastad li at um, Because when I daven at home, um, I have a very, very spiritual experience. But because you told me to come to shul, I came to shul. And I had a terrible, I did not enjoy my davening. I did not, I just, it was not, and he, he said, like, it gave him use to very much spoon. Now, I think he's like you would be. I don't think it changed his mind. I think he still thinks, like you. You know what? Work on it. Just like you would tell your son. Figure it out. Deal with it. Right. Come a few more times. You, you and Ravi Moon probably think the same thing. Exactly. That's probably what Ravi Moon would say. And I would say, I don't think so. I think that... Um, Wait, 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 stop. I understand the story, but take away the story. I'm not talking about the girl who feels spiritually and whatever. You never said that. talking about that. No, you're not. We're talking in general. I'm asking you generally, should girls be encouraged to go to shul like boys? Generally, girls should be encouraged to go to shul, yes. However. Oh, we've gotten, we've gotten somewhere. Okay, good. I, I never even say that. You think I don't believe in shul? If, no, like the boys, on time. Be at minion. If a girl says to me that she, her spiritual tefillah, is richer, not in minion, right? Then I, I, I don't have a problem saying to her, so be it. I still don't want, I don't want her to like have she'll be a totally foreign experience. I want her to know what she'll is. I want her to know what she'll is. I want her to come to shul a certain amount of times. But I don't feel that it's the same as a boy. I don't. And another piece of that is what Johnny had said also in, you know, uh, uncut, pre-cut. Her whole is going to be different. There are going to be times when she isn't going to be going to shul. So I don't want to raise her like a boy because she's not a boy. They're going. She's going to be pregnant. She's going to be nursing. She's going to be after birth. And you're going to tell me, oh, but the husband should stay home. Yeah, maybe he should. But the reason no, no, that, that I wouldn't say. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't oh, oh, so all of a sudden they have equal chiyuv. But wait a second, Ruby. If they have equal chiyuv, why shouldn't the husband stay home with the baby? I didn't say they have equal chiyuv. Maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe you should. Good maybe question. You should. Right? Right. Maybe you should. There's one minion. Who gets to go? An interesting question. Okay. So Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. The, you're, you're tossing around this situation of what happens if somebody really can't feel any sense of connectivity in shul, and what would you say to them? I told you in our last uh, recording, the tshuva of Moshe, and here, remember, I previously mentioned how Moshe uses Lashon Chiyuv, not just mitzvah drabonon and he says if a person really isn't able to meet the minimum requirement of on and shul then so be it that they don't so what sounds from what you're describing ruby is you're you're talking about you you had an experience where that obligation has been blinded from any type of emotional connection to shul you go to shul no matter what and how come women seem to get this kind of like uh yeah, i mean i know like but of course you should want. try to make it maybe guys should be given a little bit more of the green light as well experience you shouldn't like just give up and like i go to shul and it's terrible i don't think it's terrible sometimes it's good I'm sometimes just saying, it's bad I think Johnny's right. it's not, like you're all that like i also I'm think this is like such an anti-shul discussion to, to, we, women already have the flexibility and perhaps from your argument we could even maybe give a little more flexibility to men although I'm not sure about that but why take away the flexibility that women have because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make sense to you one second you Ruby you just use the word anti-shul let's be, figure things out are we trying to be pro-shul or pro-tefillah because what you're creating is this kind of conflict what happens where tefillah no no no, no I'm not saying that I'm saying in general women are not in a car school of davening very very few women very 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 few go to davening on, during the week okay can we, can we acknowledge that that it's like a small small percentage 
Go, what does go, go to Dalek mean? Door. I don't understand. I, I work in three meter restaurants. You're telling me girls don't get very, good very, to very few women well, go to Minions. Okay, between participating in Tvilabiti Boer during the week. Very few. Correct? Yes. When you say Tibor, with 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 Kaddish, with all of this stuff. Okay, all the stuff that, you know, all the good toppings that Chazal okay, say are so delicious. The Pandora's box in. The more you're going to Hey, you didn't let me finish. Okay, fine. Go ahead. That happens to be the way it is. Okay? It's you know, a good reason. Why? Okay, this is... This is no, you want to finish first? I don't want, I don't want to cut you off. I mean, what, what's, what's the good... Like, yes... What's the good reason? If they're up, like, do you think my sons have more time getting up in the morning than your daughters? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, and again, here's where I'm going to get, like, tomatoes thrown at me. But I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Serious. I don't even know if I agree with what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. I sometimes think, and again, this is like my thoughts are a little bit jumbled, but I sometimes think that the more in the name of egalitarianism we try to pretend like, um, like every experience should be the same, we're going to end up running into bigger problems because the truth is that in, if you're going to believe in orthodoxy, the experiences are not going to be the same, right? And I remember I was on a program that was very like this. It was very egalitarian. Women were expected to be in, in Minyan dur during the week, and they gave the Dvar Torah after Shul. And I was like watching it. I'm like, a, a little bit, I think this is going to put, at the end of the day, this is like a farce because who gets to, who gets to daven in front of the bima? Only a man. Who gets to read from the Torah? Only a man. Who gets to have an aliyah? Only a man. So like, you're pretend, the, the more you kind of pretend that women and men are the same and that we're, we're are strong, and we're like, gonna, like, it's obvious that the male path is the right one, right? All you're gonna end up doing is gonna push the women out because, well, if that's the right one, then why are you letting me do anything? And hey, so, Somali, if I understand, wait, wait Somali, if I understand, you're arguing, you're arguing that Chazal and their wisdom, maybe this is the argument, and their wisdom by not obligating women and by not expecting women to come intuitively sense that the prayer experience for women should be an individual one. No. And the prayer experience for, or is, is most positive as an, for an, no. as an individual? What, what I'm saying is Chazal and their wisdom intuitively sensed that women and men are different. And probably, no, yeah, you have to say how. You can't just say, oh, they're different, so at therefore. At the time that Chazal experienced it, it was like the differences were so great that it mamish like like impacted 90% of their life. But wait, wait, let me make my point. My point is, if you're going to tell women that they're not allowed to have the privileges of a certain experience, right, Ruby? I don't think it's fair to tell them that it's obvious that they also have to have the obligations of that experience. Again, I take you back to Duchening. I should, have to, I should be able to walk out during Duchening. Because uh, I am not obligated. I, 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 I got to throw that one to Johnny because I feel like that's one of those things where I need a quick answer. I don't have a quick answer for you. <laughs> Somehow I feel like it's not a fair parallel. That, that's, I, I think it's a, it's a knee-jerk, it's a knee-jerk, uh, useful argumentation. Let's, I want to present a different question. Uh, you know, I know a number of us have had experience. No, wait, 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 hold on, before you present, just hold on one second, Johnny. One second. No, 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 no. My, my uh, point, Mayor Mali, is you can't just throw it back to Chazal. Because Chazal didn't give women... Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Because Chazal didn't give women a second thought. Let's be honest. They cared about... They thought about women in a totally different way than we do today. A second thought. A second thought. They thought about women in a totally different way than we do today. Just a 
totally different way. Their place had, they had no place in the public sphere, and therefore when they talked about shul, they didn't think women should be in shul at all, ever. There was no Ezrat Nashim. Go back. They, were, like, they built an Ezrat Nashim with the Beit HaMikdash. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so yes. The, the fact that, so if we believe, and I really think we have progressed, and women's yes. spiritual development is important, I, 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 well, okay, sorry. Sure. sorry. Let me, then I don't understand why you say, well, we don't have to, because that didn't make me. Of course they didn't make you, because they didn't want you there. Okay, so this is what I have to say, Ruby. It, taking your argument to the other extreme, I would say, the minute you decide, Ruby, that you think that I'm obligated to go to shul, then you have to count me in a minion. Right? Or I'd say it the other way. The minute you count me in a minion, maybe we should like take a vote. I mean, again, this is not how the halakhic is really saying. But I'm saying, let's say in the pure... Now you really got your feminist vote for you. But in purely theory, I would be interested to take a vote among like men and women. Like, let's say we would say, like, women, let's say forget the men for a second, women. Would you, how many of you would vote, right? It's like... Um, uh, you get the count for a minion, but you have to come. Uh, you, yes, you count, you can get aliyahs, you can do everything, but then you incur all the chiyuvim. I would, I, I, and that I think would be fair. And then if women, okay, we're going to do that poll on our Facebook page. Yisrael, we're going to do that poll on our very Facebook page. No, Yisrael make that decision, right? Then it becomes dat yehudit that women, and then how, and then the halachic system decides to like follow, you know, dat yehudit, and therefore change the halacha. Then okay. Johnny, I'm sorry. I wouldn't let you interrupt me, Johnny. Okay, I. I, I I, I, I want to ask you a serious question. I'm not entirely sure about that whole survey that you're planning to do. I want uh, to let uh, take two interesting scenarios, okay? On Rosh Hashanah, I dabbled in Midrashah, where there's about 12, 15 guys who have a minyan, and there's about uh, 80 to 100 women who are dabbling there. We have a minyan, and the way majority of people dabbling there are women. That's case A. Case B is where you don't have a minion of guys and you just have 80 to 100 uh, women who are davening. If you were to interview the women who are present in the in the service, one is, both are obviously, one is a majority and one, one is total 100%, but one is responding to the minority minion, whereas the other one is leading. Who do you think has perhaps a more positive fit experience? Now, of course, I want to make this clear. We're going to speak in generalizations here because there'll always be somebody who says, I prefer this, and there'll always be somebody who says, I prefer that. But for the sake of our conversation, who do you think has the more enjoyable to feel experience? One who is, who is present where there is a minion, but they're not leading participants. One who is... I think, halacha doesn't, I think that your question is halakhically irrelevant. Your question is halakhically irrelevant. Why? Because you're assuming... Prayer explains like that the end all and be all. It's like such a 21st century question. Who has the better experience? Like Halakha didn't say, oh, you know, you. You were talking about experiences a, a while ago. Don't tell me. You were talking about somebody who feels miserable, doesn't feel connected. I'm asking you. You got women davening and women davening. You're saying it's better that women mm -hmm. are there when there's a minion. I'm saying to you, okay. I'm saying I to you, from it. my perspective, because well, I would say the answer me. is obvious. I do. That there are all I these benefits. So. You, I, on the contrary, I want to say to you that that's not the case because you just said to me, Chazal didn't care about women. No, no, no. So women they didn't care if they came, you but they would the answer. They Miriam Dalton se sang separately. Miriam sang separately. She didn't sing as, as a backing chorus of Moshe Rabbeinu. They didn't, they didn't 
come, first of all, Miriam, the women, I don't, they, nobody looked. So just understand that. The, the, the Kaddish Baruch Hu knew and he told the story after. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows what happened. They didn't, the Chazal weren't, <laughs> what you just said. It's late. Chazal weren't, um, weren't asking what's the best prayer experience. They wanted you to have the best prayer experience, but they first and foremost said, this is the framework for the most a spiritually beneficial halachic davening. And the framework is the framework of a minyan. In, these, in this minyan, you could do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't have such a great experience, then work on yourself and find a way to make it because it's not that you're davening with all the other people. But your words, you can do. It's exactly what Mali says. But a woman can't do. So I don't know, meaning because she can lead, that'll make her feel better. But she can't lead. It's not a meaningful lead. It's not meaningful leading. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not she's not, She's not reading the Torah. She's not saying Kaddish. She's not saying Kedusha. So she's saying, So she feels great about the fact that she's Chazanit. That's not halachically meaningful. Okay. I, 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 beg to, I think you're confusing the way we look at synagogue, which you said has shifted over time. Yeah. And prayer experiences versus chiyuvim. When we began by talking about distinction in terms of chiyuvim, and truth be told, a certain level of debate vis-a-vis -vis even just guys, and yet you have this very hardline position about guys, which perhaps even is. Wait, well, I don't have a hardline position about guys. I think that we should encourage our boys to go to shul. I, we, I think we should encourage our girls to go to shul. If anything, I have a hardline position about girls, not about guys. I think that was pretty clear, wasn't it, Molly? You have a hardline position about girls. Hardline meaning yishtadel adam. That's hardline. Hardline would be you have a chiyuv there right there. Would be Reb Moshe. I think I have a pretty shochanarichi line. That's not hardline. Okay, what I'm saying is, by the way, I don't. I don't disagree with you as much as you think I do. I, I, I think that I'm just more. I, I'm just asking for a more um, flexible, open model. Um, I, I just don't believe in mitot stone in general, and so I believe that as long as you're working within a halachic framework. You, could, you, you should allow for flexibility as much as possible. And so therefore, I think that, I, I agree with you sometimes. I might even agree with you more than Johnny about certain things. Like I might say that like, I don't know, like on, on, on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, certainly, but, but like, um, even like if you're... Right, I, I didn't see, make a decision, like, so I, I said sure you should... That, that, like, I, I, like if you're already gathering... It's interesting, you say Rosh Hashanah Kippur, that's just sociology, that's not how that that's total sociology. It, it's not just sociology, it's also spirituality because I because I think that because it's just how you were raised. No, that's not true. It's that's not true. It's because of the, the way I understand Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It's because the, it's because my understanding of kapara is that kapara only comes much better when you're with the tzibur, right? So does Tefillah with tzibur. That's exactly the point. I hear you. I hear you. You just made my point Wait, so beautifully. Let me finish. What I'm saying right. to you... Daddy's nodding, right? Should she make my point? I don't disagree with you 100%, which is why I'm saying I'm not even sure I 100% agree with Johnny, which is like, <laughs> if you're already gathering together a bunch of women to daven, is it, do I feel like a little bit it's a fisfus to daven my life? Like, like when I'm not, I, I won't go to a... Ooh, shouldn't say this on public, but here we go. I don't go to the tefillat nashim, right? And part of the reason, for all kinds of other reasons, let's say on, on Friday night, even if you're doing everything halachically, I'm already, already slept to show I'm going I'm, I'm to already be there and not avail myself of all the mitzvot that are, that are at my fingertips. 
So I, I thank you. I, this has been a wonderful yes. discussion. I appreciate it. I, no, at the same time, that's what I'm saying to you. Flexibility, can you shoot? I hear you, and it's not a but, it's an and. Right now, I'm going to pull a therapy thing, right? If you take out your hand and you put in one pen, and then you say, I agree with you, right? Good. Yeah, you actually can do it. I agree with you, but that but takes that pen away, right? But, so you're doing that. So you're doing that. What I'm doing is put that pen there. I agree with you. And now put another pen there. For the $10,000, you get the Zoom now, with the video. You get the Zoom with the video. Now there are, I agree with you and at the same time. You now have two pens in your hand. I agree with you that in that there's that it's true what you're saying. That that's therapy? That's what you do? You can say but by saying and? Oh, man. Instead of saying but, that's great. You know how much it's going to help your marriage? Instead of saying but, you say and at the same time? And, and I'm right. I agree with you and I'm right. I agree with you and at the same time. Can we... <laughs> Can we find a way to hold both of those two things? <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, before this degenerates. Therapy tricks with Molly Brasky. No, it's, it's it's really, the difference between a but and an ant at the same time is huge. And what I'm saying to you is the same thing here. I agree with you that when you dive it, 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 with its seaboard, with its there are spiritual benefits and halachic benefits. And I think that women should be educated to avail themselves of those. And at the same time, I don't think that that has to be uh, with the same degree of consistency and and um, and um, like 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 rigidity as we teach our men for a number of reasons. One, for their own spiritual edification. Two, because I think that if you're not going to give them the benefits, it's very hard to give them the obligations. Um, and maybe that's so that one. By the way, that one I hear. I really do. I I, I I feel that argument. That's the only argument that makes sense to me. But it's not a halachic argument. It's a, it's not fair argument. Which I understand. But again, but the first argument, which is like, you believe that too. You think that like, um, maybe I'd say like, we should educate our girls to, to go to Minyan and and and, and Bitsi, but we should also leave space for their spiritual experience that's not in a Minyan, and we should validate that. And I think you would say the same thing for men, right? I think you would say that. And I'm, I've changed over time, especially post-corona. I totally agree. I think right. we should... I think that I was raised in a very rigid, one kind of way, and nobody said to me, you could do X, Y, Z, and nobody gave me other options, and and that's why I'm, you know, I'm not going to say it, whatever. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think so that saying, that was wrong. Space, so I think that, that, I think that, let me put it this way, I think that robbed me of learning how to dive in a spiritual way. Nobody said, you should go outside. Nobody said, you should, nobody ever said, nobody. You should talk to God. Nobody ever said that, and that's criminal. Right. You know, and you can't do that in the confines of a minion, and I would agree with you about that. But again, there's no difference between men and women in that way. Right, but what I would say is women are already in that space where they have that advantage. So instead of just immediately hurting them back into your narrow space, maybe educate them about the validity, about the values of your narrow space, but also um, appreciate the positives of their broader space and bring some of their broader space into your more narrow space. I understand, but then the, then the claim of I, I, I should have all of the opportunity when I want it, it to, to, this, right. male, to okay. this male ear okay. rings a little high. The truth is that I agree with you about that, which is why I would, I, I personally, because of my stance on this, am not so offended if there's a rub who says we have, you know, space in our shoulder account and we'd rather give it with priority to the men. Because you're right, I can't have it both ways. I agree. All right, we'll give Johnny the last word if he has any last words, because um, 
think we burned up the airwaves on this one. Uh, Zoom's not uh, working uh, halfway through. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. Firstly, I think there may be some technical issues. We'll have to try and figure that one out. Uh, apologies to our listeners. Um, I, I think we've touched on, on a range of things, and in fact, what I'd say is the following: I'm not going to offer my final opinion. I don't think I have one. I, I, I think I'll ask our listeners. We've touched on issues to do with balancing uh, personal connection with with community prayer. We've talked about education, a whole range of ways. We've talked about how we raise children in terms of having that awareness of talking to God. So if you have questions from what we've said, which may well direct future conversations, please do so. I think that you can see we're all passionate. We're all uh, being very, very honest about expressing our opinions uh, based on our experiences and our understanding. Feel free to let us know where you think we should be taking the conversation. I appreciate that, Johnny. So I'll just wrap up by saying somebody actually suggested as a topic, which we will, God willing, uh, uh, attack in the coming weeks about uh, what adapting, what was it about adapting is really mean hagim or really helpsim is We'll definitely yeah. uh, tackle that. And we'd love your feedback and your comments. Uh, so please keep them coming. We appreciate it very much. If you want to uh, join membership, RZ Weekly membership, just uh, search for RZ Weekly on uh, Paybox and send us your $10,000. We'll be happy uh, to take it and send you the Zoom recording. So Johnny, don't delete it so fast. My name is Ruben Spolter. I'm here with Rabbi Johnny Salman, Rabbi Maui Brodsky. We're very excited that Corona is over in Israel. We wish everyone in America one day soon. And Chutzla, you should also be in the Chag Tzibu Ring. Have a great day.